solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We're always delighted to spend time with you. Thank you for being part of this common sense conservative conversation. I would much rather know who is close to me, who is untrustworthy, then know about the people who are clearly sharing views with each other that are antithetical to mine and to those that are based in the Constitution, the Founding Fathers. We know the Democrats. We know what they're about. We know that they vote together. We know all of this, right? Thank goodness for their singular unanimity. It makes it easy There aren't shades of them in Congress because they all do the same thing. And that makes it easy. You can put them aside. You know what you're going to get. It's these fluctuations, these shades of red, white, and blue on the right-hand side that I find very disappointing. And that I say need to be identified so that when they come before you and they tell you something, the way Kevin McCarthy has told his caucus and the American people that he's going to do this or he's going to do that, and then it doesn't materialize, and then they point fingers and go somewhere else, it's so-and-so's fault. That you're prepared, right? That you know what's coming. You're not caught off guard. You know Commander the dog has bitten before. You're prepared for the lunge at your leg. We're hearing a lot of these voices of alleged conservatives coming forward. Now, these people might think that they're conservative, but they're missing the point with we the people. They're missing what we are saying. They're missing what is going on in every single grocery store. They're missing the videos of single moms recording themselves in tears in their cars. They're not paying attention to black rappers and Latinos coming out and saying what we all know. Where are you? Why such a disconnect? 
among these people? Well, I want you to hear Brian Kilmeade on Fox had the opportunity to sit down with Tim Burchett, the congressman from Tennessee. And Tim Burchett was one of the seven alongside Matt Gates that voted to blow up, basically, the speaker's office. Let's get somebody new. This isn't working. Oh, these are terrible people. You're going to be told again and again and again. But I want you to hear the vitriol and hear the attack dog nature of Brian Kilmeade. He's not interested in talking to the congressman. He's not interested in the congressman's perspective. He's interested in attacking the congressman. He's interested in telling the congressman how wrong he is. The ego of these people, the Mark Levins and the Sean Hannity's and the Laura Ingram's and the Jake Tappers and the Brian Kilmeade's, they seem to know better than the people who've been doing it, who've been sitting in the front row of Congress watching all of the backroom deals, all of the slimy, slithery, scumbag stuff that ends up costing us. These people think they know better. I don't know if that's ego I don't know what that is, but it's really distasteful. And you're about to get a very sour taste in your mouth with Brian Kilmeade. In audio soundbite number one, you're going to hear him drop, Brian Kilmeade, drop a very common line. It's the 96% line. So 96% of Congress voted to keep Speaker McCarthy, and you thought you were better than that? You know more than that? Well, it's interesting. If I fundamentally disagree with 99%, ought I not be able to be the 1% who pushes back? Listen to how ugly this starts, go. They have thrown Kevin McCarthy overboard. Our next guest is one of those GOP members who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. Congressman Tim Burchett joins us now. Congressman, you were one of the eight. So Speaker McCarthy had 96% approval rating, but that wasn't good enough for you. Do you feel good about your vote? Well, I don't know about 96 uh, percent. Well, they I think voted you need for to ask the people. Well, I don't work for the people in Congress. I work for the people of the second district of Tennessee. And overwhelmingly, the folks are, are tired of the fact that we take in five trillion dollars and we spend seven trillion dollars. That your leadership continues to pass these um, continuation resolutions. They push us right up against a holiday. Well, guess what? The 45 day uh, one is, is pushed right up against it. We took off six weeks this summer. From August, to, we usually just take off August, but they decided to take over two more weeks. And I feel like that's a failure of leadership. They're the ones who set the schedule. So, He's the speaker. Right. Ultimately, the buck stops somewhere. Absolutely right. I'm tired of making excuses. Why are we going to give the German shepherd at the White House, the Biden's dog commander, excuses for biting people? We know what he's going to do. I'm done with him doing it. I don't work for congress i work for my second district in tennessee there's a difference brian isn't that a wonderfully refreshing independent actually conservative principled point of view can you imagine if we had 535 of tim burchett's who voted that way who remembered those basic tenets of why they're there brian could brian could learn a few things here so now Kilmeade is going to say, oh, this hasn't happened before. I, I can't believe that you've done this. So we should never do anything different. We should never think outside the box. We should never make history by saying what we've done historically sucks. 
audio soundbite two. So you realize this is the first time in history that this has been done. So you have, you're upset about six weeks in the summer. Did you call him during the summer well, and say, I'm can we get back to work? I'm also upset at the fact we're $33 trillion in debt. Is that and Kevin McCarthy's fault? It could be. He needs to accept some responsibility. Didn't he have an 8% cut offered over, the, over that in that continuing resolution bill? And the rate of growth, but you're not looking at, at, at the $33 trillion. And, that's, just, and that's, that's, that's really just peanuts compared to the $33 trillion that we've run up. You know, we, we continue, if you look at the bills that, that we did pass, the appropriations, the one that had the cut was the agriculture bill. And it didn't pass because the Republicans sided with Democrats, but yet the, um, right. the defense bill, which had, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, the, the defense bill that had $30 billion new dollars in the Pentagon, which has never passed an audit, which has lost at one time 60% of their assets, we reward them with $30 billion more dollars so the war pimps at the Pentagon can, can, can <laughs> spread more war around the, so, around so the it's globe. How, does that resonate with you guys? Resonates with me. Tired of funding f- foreign wars. I'm tired of what we did in Afghanistan and what we get for it. Same thing as the border wall. We're going to give you all this stuff. We're going to pay for all of these materials and then we're going to abandon them. So you pay for it and you get screwed for it. And that's what he's saying. Done. I'm, uh, enough. $33 trillion. That's my line. You can cut 8% in something, but that doesn't matter if you're still going to expand the deficit by $2 trillion. How does 8% present a victory? Brian. Kill me, though, is getting upset. You can feel it. So you're going to kick out Kevin McCarthy because of this? This is it for you? And Tim Burchett says, yeah, go. So because he didn't audit the Pentagon and get every appropriation bill done, you're going to make history by ousting him to move your agenda forward? Here's what Kevin McCarthy said about you. I personally like Tim Burchett, and I called Tim Burchett because I read his quote. And Tim Burchett's a friend of mine which I'm kind of shocked by this. And Tim Burchett, in his quote, said, he's leaning towards no, he's on CNN, but I'm going to pray about it. So I pick up the phone and call him, because I didn't think he was already there. I said, Tim, um, I read your quote. You said you're going to pray about it. I want to talk to you about it. And somehow he construes that, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to offend somebody. I simply read his quote back. I thought there was still an opening, and I wanted to talk to him about it. He never mentioned anything when we were communicating like that. So he, you said no, you said part of the reason you voted like that is because you felt he was mocking you, correct? So it's personal. Yeah, and, and that's and that's not accurate, and that's any of that. I asked him about the six weeks off. I asked him about why we didn't have a term limits bill up, and continued on down the line. And it was always not his fault. You know, leadership has responsibilities. The buck stops somewhere, and in the House of Representatives, it stop, stops at, and starts at the Speaker's office. And clearly that's not happening. And clearly, you know, you want to continue so, to make excuses for him. But the truth is, is his, his uh, approval rating around the country was not very high. And well, I do not, I don't represent the people of Congress. Right, I, I, know. Re- I know. I've heard you say that line before. Well, who's gotten in the minds and in the, in the mouths of all these people? What, who's getting these talking points? Sean Hannity, is he giving them out? 8%, we were making some, pro- you're not understanding the people, Sean. You don't hear what we're saying. Jake Tapper, Laura Ingram, interrupting. I'm going to tell you the way it is, Sonny. This is the plan. This is how we do things here in Washington. Get with the program. No, I don't work for you. Isn't that refreshing? Brian Kilmeade's about to melt down, though, my friends. And wait until you hear what he has to say here, interrupting him and putting words in the congressman's mouth. 
That's a sign of a really lousy journalist. You're not a good journalist, Brian. And you're showing everybody that you're part of the Uniparty. We don't like the Uniparty. It doesn't work. That's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. You know, you're also going to hear a lot of these hacks in the media, specifically on the conservative side. This is Brian Kilmeade asking about, well, what's the future of the GOP then? What's your plan? Right. Why would you kick out Kevin McCarthy? What are you going to do now? Hey, look, man, all I know is this path that path that we're on is not sustainable. We threw a grenade. Now we're going to see where everybody scrambles. Now we've got a view of the potential playbook. Well, you don't have a plan. This is this is a rhino. This is Brian Kilmeade. Listen. Sent the people in. I, I got it. What do you think is going to do for the Republican Party and chances of holding on to leadership and the majority when it looks like you're having you're the uh, ringleader of a circus led by Matt Gates, who likes to blow things up, but not offer any new ideas? Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask. Matt but if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you wouldn't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, now, didn't stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency. And so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute you're know, praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. That's exactly right. And the right. next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? That is what you're saying. You're leading an insurgency. Who the hell are you, Brian Kilmeade? You hack! Thank you for showing us that you're no longer listening to. We're no longer listening to you. I never did. But if you folks at home did, you might want to think about it. Attacking him. What are you going to do? You aren't going to stand up. How do you know anything? Is that the job of your media these days? Well, it is when they're corrupt. And then Burchard calls him out for interrupting him. It's brilliant because when you're losing there, Brian, you have to be petty and you have to interrupt. You have to use your pulpit. Go. Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, prayed I about an, it. No, I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion t- too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. All right, make your point. The point is, is that we're $33 trillion in debt. This speaker was woefully, woefully lacking in leadership skills. He always placed the blame somewhere else. America is going to be better off with new leadership. And right. That's the bottom and who line. is it? It possibly, possibly could be Steve Scalise. It could be Elise Stefani. It could be Roger Williams out of Texas. It could be um, uh, Mark Green out of Tennessee. So they all, supported, is, is, they all supported Kevin McCarthy, including the most conservative guy I know, Jim Jordan. Why are you smarter than Jim Jordan and, and the 210-plus Republicans? Why are you smarter? Wow. You know what you are, Brian Kilmeade? You're a freaking liberal. That's what liberals do. They bark over you. They get emotional. They try to target something soft. Why are you better than everybody else? Who died and made you king? You don't know what you're talking about. He's a congressman. You're just a hack news guy. Really? Brian? Thanks for letting us all know how petty and petulant and liberal you are. This is it. He's going to say something really stupid now. Well, I mean, it's all been silly, but this is he's going to go back in time and he's got his attack hat on. He's commander. He's the attack German shepherd. Let's go, Brian. He's going to bring up names from the past because he's losing the argument of today. 
I represent my district, brother. And why are you smarter than me? You're right. condemning me well, because I'm just I, saying, I stand up on my own, and that's, that's I'm not what condemning I do. you. I'm questioning you. You don't like being no, you're questioned? Not. You're, no, you're just – the line of questioning is very negative, and you know that, and I right. know that. You And, and when I, this is all over with, when this is all over with, and we have a new speaker and we're running smooth, let's have this conversation again. Were you happy with John Boehner? I wasn't here with John Boehner. Right. With Paul Ryan? I, I'm, they're both rhinos. I mean, why you? They're not. They're not in my camp anyway. So I. But I, I wasn't here when they were here. Why is he asking that? I've been here. I know what I'm talking about. I'm a card-carrying member of the club, don't you know? And then finally, this. This sealed me. So you had 15 yeses for uh, every round you voted for Kevin McCarthy, but you think he's the problem. Right now, I sure do. He's part of it. He's part of the, this, this whole problem. When you, don't, when you deny that there's a problem when, in, in this dysfunctional Washington, brother, that you, then you know there's a problem. You can't Who get denied past, there's we a take, problem? You can't take, get past the, the fact we take in $5 trillion, we spend $7 trillion, and this and, and leadership uh, I'm seems to be okay I'm with that. I'm fascinated the way you blame Kevin McCarthy that you're, that you're $33 trillion in debt, but well, I'm, I'm, you're going to get surprised. a new leader. I'm sure he's going to solve everything. Well, I'm uh, surprised that, that you give him full credit for all the successes that I, we've I don't, had. Because I don't, we, all I could say is for nine months, had. I don't think you should take all the blame. Well, why, why are we backing it up? We had nine months, exactly. That's a great point. Why do we wait nine months to do something about the wall, something about the budget, Something about, well, we never did anything about term limits, which uh, we promised I watched him for an hour and 15 public. minutes. He was, doing a, he was doing an awful lot, but not enough for you. Mm. Uh, well, Tim Burchett, uh, Congressman, thanks so much. Hey, there you go. How do you guys like that? How did that feel to you? Does that feel like how you feel about America? Is that how you feel about Congress? Brian Kilmeade coming out full frontal. Hack. You suck, Brian. Sorry. And you can call me. I'll say it on the air to your face. Flushing out two more unipartiers, Newt Gingrich and Sean Hannity. Buckle up. We're going deep next. You ever notice that all these people who seem to know so much more than everybody else are the ones getting rich? The fat cats in the media who want to tell you, wag their finger at you and tell you what to think, how to think. That's our job. Remember when we played that audio for you? We're supposed to tell them what to do. I think that was Mika, what's her face? Brzezinski on Morning Joe. <laughs> right? These are, these are the voices who want desperately for you to pay attention to them. Who just suck. Sorry. How about Jake Tapper? All right, Jake Tapper has this guy on. His name is Mark Short. <laughs> Why you would have Mark Short on your show? He's the former chief of staff for the ultimate rhino. The guy from, from Central Casting, Mike Pence. Why on earth, what on earth is this guy going to bring to any kind of valuable conversation? Well, CNN doesn't care about valuable conversation, which is why they have this guy on. And this is how childish... How childish and inane the conversation about what's really going on in this country is. Listen, Jake Tapper, go. I think that what's what's concerning is we really are thirty three trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, we do have a border crisis. 100%. There's a lot of issues that need to be solved. Yes. 
But the people who were masquerading as fiscal conservatives really, really aren't, Jake. I mean, Matt Gates. to say he came here as a fiscal crusader, it's more likely he came here for the teenage interns on Capitol Hill, to be honest. How gross. You're a grown-up. We really do have problems. We really are $33 trillion in debt, comma, but, dot, dot, dot. Yes, we have this major problem that we created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep hiring the same people. We keep reelecting them, allegedly. We keep, keep kicking cans down the road. So we have this. Yes, that's right. Jake Tapper, right. But over here, you've got this guy who wants to upset business as usual. And because I don't have much of a defense for myself, I'm going to say something snarky about him. He probably just came to Capitol Hill because he wants to bang some chicks. This is the former chief of staff for a former vice president of these United States. Really? Should it surprise you that you hear that when you're going to hear Newt Gingrich and Sean Hannity do this next ridiculous give and go? It's preposterous. When you hear what these people say, remember, these are the folks who pretend that they represent your values. Fox is supposed to be this conservative network. It's not. It's just not. You can have Jesse Waters every now and again bubble up and be the one person who speaks reason but by and large, these people do not share your values. They are insiders. Audio soundbite number one. Sean Hannity is going to ask Newt Gingrich why Newt is even remotely, you know, why, why we're listening to him or Mike Huckabee, whatever. Everybody needs to have someone from the inside, a former speaker, a former governor, what have you, offer some color commentary. But all of these people are biased as well because they're part of the problem. They're born from that system. It takes a very strong person to say enough is enough. And you can kick me out of my job. You can tar and feather me. You can interrupt me on your stupid shows. You can tell me I'm a traitor. And I know exactly what I know. The American people are suffering. And this path that we're on is unsustainable. And it demands change. Simple as that. If that sounds radical to you guys, right? If that sounds like I'm a MAGA extremist when you know that I'm a common sense mom, then we've got a bigger problem. So he's going to ask Newt Gingrich, what's your what's your reaction to this whole McCarthy thing? And and this is this is Newt's opportunity to prove exactly who he is. He's a member of the Uniparty. Go. First, I think it's a very sad day because I think Kevin McCarthy is one of the most talented leaders I've ever worked with. Wow. I think that he accomplished an amazing amount for having a small majority and being having to take on both the Senate and the White House. And I think this is really a tragic outcome. Tragic. You guys feel tragedy? I'm feeling tragic right now. He's a talented leader. A talented leader doesn't go behind his caucus's back and create some side hustle in order to continue funding an endless war that is nothing more than a money laundering operation. You know, and isn't it so interesting how these people are so war hungry? More, more, more. We need more, more war. What does Donald Trump say about this stuff? What I want, I want the people to stop dying. There's your difference. War! Send them more, please! And Donald Trump like, well, let's end this so people don't have to die. What side do you guys fall on? Crazy? Common sense.
Audio soundbite number two. Newt's going to drop that 4% line. 96% of Congress voted to keep him, so they must be okay. Or 96% of Congress sucks. All right. And if Jim Jordan's part of that, so be it. Whatever. You guys don't understand, Newt and Sean. You don't understand what people are saying because you are disconnected from reality. And then you come out and you bloviate with your stupid lapel pins, right? Oh, I'm down with the struggle. Yay. It's my Ukrainian flag in my yard. Yay. I love those people. What a fight. And those of us actually trying to make ends meet are like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, here's Newt Gingrich calling, calling the eight who said we need something better. This isn't working. This sucks. We can't afford it. Traitors, go. If the University of Georgia Bulldogs were the number one team in the country right now, if you started a game and four of the members of the offensive squad decided they were actually on the Alabama side and began tackling your own people, you probably get them off the field. Well, think about what we saw today. Four percent, four percent decided they were so morally superior, so intellectually pure, so patriotically better that they would side with the Democrats. And that's what they did in order to defeat the entire Republican House caucus. Ninety six percent of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. Four percent voted against him. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. Uh, hey, Newt. I mean, he was cohabitating with Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> right? Are you, really? Are you serious about that? The 96% number. Maybe the entire Republican Party is what needs to be blown up, right? Newt, they are traitors. Well, you know what? When you hear Newt Gingrich say that, first of all, you get a true glimpse into who he is, who he's connected to. And clearly he and Brian Kilmeade are drinking the same Kool-Aid. But you also know that the eight who stood up to everybody are over the mark. Audio soundbite number three. Sean Hannity is going to try to come in here. He's popping his head up. He's going to say something that sounds super conservative. But wait, I mean, why did they take that long summer recess? I mean, they knew this vote was coming up. And then Kevin decided this continuing resolution to kick the can down the road. Sean's trying to say, hey, I'm not totally a Republican or a, a rhino, but pretty much. Audio soundbite three. The House, through regular order, has passed 70 percent of the government in appropriations. The Senate has passed zero. So Kevin actually was on a track, and in the next two weeks, assuming they can get around to it, they will actually finish all of the appropriations. I think that was just baloney. Second, all of these 18 Republicans in the Biden districts, they actually voted for the two conservative continuing resolutions you described earlier. They voted for them, even though they were very conservative. <clears throat> Who killed them? The hard right. Why did the hard right kill them? Because they were against any continuing resolution. Well, if you didn't want the government closed, if you didn't want the military not to be paid, if you didn't want the Border Patrol not to be paid, 
and the hard right says to you, I ain't doing nothing, what are you going to do? And Kevin did what you had to do, what I would have done, frankly, in his case. But it wasn't the 18 Biden districts that was a problem. That's true. It was the it was hardcore, not. hard right people. Hardcore, hard right. Are you guys hardcore, hard right? Because I am. Absolutely. Guilty is charged. I feel very comfortable in my hard rightness. You don't accept this kind of stonewalling and excuse making from your children. You wouldn't allow your wife or husband to out of control rack up debt on the family credit card. You, you wouldn't allow systemic failure to seep into every aspect of your address. So why should you allow it in your government? And here you have good old boys, Sean Hannity and Newt Gingrich saying it's the fault of hard right Republicans, hard right Republicans who want single issue voting. They're tired of all of the traditional, typical, predictable games that you apparently are part of, gentlemen. Matt Gates, this is where it gets emotional again. This is exactly what Brian Kilmeade tried to do with Tim Burchett. Yeah, but you, you've got issues. You hate him. You've got problems. What's going on? This is, this is something serious for you. Listen to the ugliness. Go. You know why they did it? Because ultimately, Matt Gates, who hates... And let's be clear, he hates <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, was determined no about it. to find a way to get to today. Let me be very clear. And I think clear. it's disgraceful, and I hope they expel him from the conference. Wow. That's pretty big. I think they expel him from the conference. Very interesting. Now Hannity wants to tell you exactly what he would have done. Thank goodness we have him. I would have gone along, yet Byron Donald's Freedom Caucus member, Scott Perry, Freedom Caucus member, Chip Roy, who'll be on the show tonight, Freedom Caucus member. You know, they, they had two separate plans they put together, and you are 100% right. They were voted down by the conservatives. That would have been the perfect bridge and, to get to, number one, have cuts, have border security, cuts in spending, and get us to the holy grail, which was the appropriations Sean, bills that would have been completed. That, to me, was the answer. And no, they went against it. I don't know why. Right, but, con but consent. Consider. Well, you do know why. Consider. The moderates you described all voted for these very tough, very conservative bills. They're not very tough and they aren't very conservative. Newton, you know better. What I would have done is I would have gone with Chip Roy. I would have gone with Byron Donalds. I would have done this. Nobody cares what you would have done. Are you representing a district? Are your constituents reaching out to you and telling you how it feels to be pulverized by inflation? Do you represent a district where sons and daughters are dying because of fentanyl? Do you rep represent a district that's being invaded by, by migrants? No, you represent you, you represent your ego, and you represent Rhino, Uniparty, Hacks, Bingo. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, some pretty interesting information about the Trump war chest. See, it appears a lot more of us are hard right than these clowns think. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, it's interesting as we as we listen to these sound bites, as we as we get a front 
you know, a front hand, first hand look at who some of these people are, how they've portrayed themselves to us. And now some of these true colors that are coming out, it's like going to the doctor and finding out that you have a disease. And you want to find out, all right, what do I have to do to stop it? What, how do I stop it? Is there a way to eliminate? Can I, cut, can I cut it out? What do I have to do to prevent it from coming back? How do, what do I need to do to ensure that I have the highest quality life for the most years possible? Well, that's really where we are as a country. Because there's this cancer that has infected us and it's been seeping into the tissues of all of our body parts. And it's been impacting all of us. And it's been making America sick. And you have people standing up and saying, you know what, we need a total high dose of radiation. We need speaker taken out. And then what we need to do is we need to start digging. Let's open it up. Let's open up the body. Let's search for the infection. Let's eliminate the problem and come up with a plan to fix it. It doesn't happen in 24 hours, but not having everything in stone right now shouldn't stop you from saying this has got to end. The disease can't spread anymore. Stop. We can't spend anymore. Stop. They know better. And so Newt Gingrich and all of these other people, Sean Hannity, Brian Kilmeade, they want you to believe if you subscribe to what Matt Gates thought or Nancy Mays or Tim Burchett or any of these people, that if you're part of that camp, you're somehow extreme, you're fringe, you're dangerous. Well, apparently not. Obviously not. 75 million people don't rally for a second-term president in Donald Trump. 12 million more than did the first time. You don't have 20% of black men now saying, uh, I like this guy. You don't have Hispanics now stepping forward. Young people realizing, I'll never, I'll never live the American dream if this continues. Now, I guess all of those people are extreme too. Like this headline from Breitbart. Donald Trump rakes in over $45.5 million during the third quarter, during his fundraising, when inflation is off the rails, when people are living paycheck to paycheck, when, when surveyed, the lion's share of American citizens say that if a surprise bill of like 500 bucks came their way, they're not sure they'd know how to pay it. These are people who don't have savings. Right. These are people who had savings and had to deplete their savings. And somehow they managed to open up their wallet and give a couple bucks to the man that they know represents their values. This number is giant. The nearly forty six million dollars raised during the third quarter is ten million dollars more than the campaign raised during the second quarter of the forty five and a half million over thirty seven and a half million is cash on hand. Now, the argument about Kevin McCarthy, he was a wheeler and dealer and a fundraiser. I've heard I've heard that he has helped raise, I mean, ungodly amounts of money. Does that really matter to you? Raising money to help certain people stay in office who should probably have been put out to pasture long ago versus pulling the reins on the spending versus standing up and putting up a fight against this Ukraine garbage versus demanding movement on a border wall versus any of these things, right? Giant money. 
It's an impressive testament to the overwhelming grassroots support behind President Trump that will lead to dominating victories. Close to $36 million of the total cash on hand is designated for the primary, Trump's campaign said in a statement. Now, how much money is he going to have to drop on the primary? He's already clobbering everybody. The campaign said the fundraising numbers are even more impressive considering the summer months are usually when most campaigns experiencing experience rather lagging fundraising support we've got some folks who still think this is doable for them tim scott mike pence nikki haley ron desantis all of these people still think this is their time you are not paying attention you are not paying attention any more than Brian Kilmeade, Sean Hannity, Newt Gingrich, Jake Tapper, Brett Bear, Sandra Smith, Neil Cavuto, or any of these other people are paying attention. Put the dog down. Period. President Trump and his campaign have completely shattered the notion of summer lags in fundraising and of course trump's campaign pointed out and it's a jab at desantis that ron desantis's campaign had just five million dollars cash on hand available for the primary like if you're ron desantis what, what exactly are you doing besides ruining your political future and perhaps ruin it he must you were a fine governor sir and then you didn't read the room i want you to listen very carefully to this next segment jamal bowman this is just indicative and endemic of dumb people put in office just dumb people hank johnson you're dumb alexandria ocasio-cortez you're dumb right people who are voting in dumb people and Jamal Bowman is going to step in it in a major way. And he's going to go toe-to-toe with Congressman Tim Scott, who, as you know, is a black congressman from South Carolina who happens to also be running for president. The message you're going to hear, and you've heard it from all of these hacks who pretend to be conservative broadcasters, you have to think the way we think or we're going to label you extreme. This is what Jamal Bowman does. If you're black and you're not a Democrat, you don't think the way we do, we're going to take you out. We're going to illuminate that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.